A big hello and welcome to Health Talk, Purple's brand new healthcare marketing podcast. I'm Nikki Plant, Marketing Manager here at Purple, and we are incredibly excited to welcome our guests for today's launch episode, Terry Martin, Client Partnership Director, and Fiona Wiley, Strategic Development Director. Terry has worked agency side now for over a decade, developing marketing solutions for national and international brands. She has a proven track record in leading and growing a variety of key brand relationships across both pharmaceutical and consumer markets, focusing on effective client agency partnerships and managing and developing agency teams. And Fiona has over 15 years experience client side up to marketing director level, working with big household OTC names, including Nicotin, Nitel, Benelin, Benadryl and Regain, to name a few. She has also been a winner of multiple innovation awards. So a huge welcome to Terry and Fiona. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for having us. The pleasure is ours. Before we dive into OTC brand marketing, I just want to share a few stats to set the scene on how the OTC marketing landscape is changing. Stat number one. In a 2022 PAGB study, trust came out as an important factor in consumer healthcare. With the uncertainty of 2020, trusted brands performed better than private label self-care products. Stat number two, a 2018 McKinsey cross-industry customer survey demonstrated a strong correlation between overall customer satisfaction and revenue growth in a range of sectors from hotels to electric utilities. Yet the concept of customer journeys has still to be widely adopted in the pharma industry. On those stats alone, I think you'll both agree with me that this is why the subtleties of OTC marketing are so important. So if you're ready, let's dive right in. In your opinion, what's the difference in consumer marketing and problem solution advertising versus a product where regular or continued use is required to see a result? Uh, Fee, we'll start with you. So there are two general categories in OTC marketing. Um, the first is problem solution and is very much like the healthcare marketing we're used to seeing. So you have a symptom, you have a headache, you take a painkiller and it fixes the problem. This is fairly straightforward. But the second category is where a continued use, so you need to take a product regularly and sustained applications in order to, to achieve a desired result. And very often not even see a difference, that, that can be a good result. So that includes products like vitamins, hair loss, eye care, smoking cessation, um, scar healing, many where you just wouldn't see a visible result straight away. Yeah, and I'd add, I think, as we said, the problem with marketing for continued use products is that consumers are already in that problem solution mentality. So there's a real challenge for brands to get consumers to understand the long term gain of continued use products. It's not just a case of that short term use and marketing comes with these categories need to make sure they tackle that message. Right. And what do you guys perceive to be the biggest challenge in developing the customer journeys for OTC brands? Um, healthcare is different to other categories, as you said at the start, Nikki, in that unless you're in the market right now, so I'm suffering, I've got a pain, I've got a condition, there's very low general awareness of um, conditions until you actually need it. So it's different model to a classic consumer marketing model where you might have an affinity to a brand or knowledge of it, or you might have seen it a lot before, even if you've never used that brand. So in the lead up to consumers buying an OTC product, there tends to be lots of barriers that mean even when they get to the point of purchase, they can be swayed towards one brand or another um, before we even get into the role that the HCP can, can play in that as well. 
Yeah, exactly. So that customer journey needs to address all of these barriers along the way. So be that price or efficacy, we require really clear communication around how that product should be used and how long it should be used for to ensure that customers don't become disillusioned and stop using it before they should. So what's more important? Is it the clinical evidence or a consumer's emotional needs? I think that focusing too narrowly on the clinical value often leads to companies neglecting that powerful driver of launch success. So do consumers actually want or need the product in their life? Um, and at Purple, we're passionate about combining that clinical evidence with impactful creative to make something that really stands out in the consumer's minds. And we think that's what makes a powerful OTC campaign really work. Yeah, I would agree with that. Even though clinical evidence has always been important and we say it's what sets brands apart in terms of getting those claims in the first place, it should never be at the cost of an emotional um, connection. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, even if it, you can say your product's faster, more effective, you know, make it actually mean something in their lives. Um, so it's getting that balance, as Terry says, right, that that's the crucial bit. Definitely. Leading nicely in. What role do you feel trust plays then in OTC products? So that second stat you gave us, the McKinsey stat, is is really interesting. Like trusted brands perform better than white label products because when you think consumers have become really savvy in self-care, especially during COVID, um, and we've seen massive growth of generics and kind of white label products. Um, and again, of course, for those instant result products, you know, trust is, is built really quickly. You have a headache, you take a tablet, it works, you know, then, then they become one of your trusted brands that you're likely to go to. But again, I think for those brands, as I said at the start, that are trying to, they need continued use, that trust is going to take a much longer period to build up. Yeah, totally agree. The best way to build trust is by borrowing that through reviews testimonials and case studies so they're hugely important in any campaign people want to hear from other people if they're going to believe that it's going to work for them as well definitely yeah 100 agree okay so how can the otc brands put the individual and personalized needs of customers at the heart of their activation plans um well Buying healthcare products has become more complicated. So we've got so many channels now and there's people going in store and there's people buying online and people going to the supermarkets and all of that thing. So I think um, purchase decisions at physical point of sale, we would have thought, you know, pharmacy was everything. Um, but that reality is, uh, is eroding a little bit. I still think pharmacy is hugely important. Um, but equally, we look at online growth in other sectors. UK, I think 12% or something like that was, was the latest figures. And that's more than doubled um, since 2012. So we also don't know the role that Amazon Pharmacy is going to play. So that, that's got huge potential to massively change um, the marketplace. So I guess my point with that is that your shoppers are becoming so sporadic and across so many channels it's really important that brands are present where and when consumers expect to find them if you make the path of purchase really complicated they are not going to bother to seek you out so that's how i think you should try and reach people individually be where be where they expect to find you I think that's a really good point about being present. So yeah, really it is about just being in the right place at the right time and using messaging that's going to resonate with that customer. 
So it's not just about the science, it's about being able to translate that science into a what's in it for me proposition that actually appeals to the end user. So how can OTC brands build affinity around their products to become the go-to in any purchase decision? I always go back to brands that are really high emotional value. So if we look at the children's pain category, for example, you know, it is the go-to products for parents and they've built that affinity over time. And there's certain categories you won't take any risk, but you know, your kids that we we all know that how important that is. So I I do think it is possible to build that affinity, but I, I think it relies on brands being really clear really consistent in terms of what they're saying and sticking to that that long term i'm a firm believer lots of people hear me say all the time do a few things but do them better and do it better than your competitors do it but do it consistently Um, and i think again that's what's important here yeah again i totally echo that i think going back to the uniqueness of otc products and the fact that we have very low awareness until you actually need to buy them it means it could be very challenging for brands to build that long-term affinity that Fiona's talking about. It's about, for us, it's building that strategy around a very solid understanding of your audience and making sure that that communications are targeted directly to them to start to build up that core audience and you can build affinity from there. And that concludes the end of our first Health Talk podcast. Thank you so much for speaking with us, Terry and Fiona. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope anyone listening in has found this insightful. And if you'd like more content around the key issues in OTC and consumer healthcare marketing, please do visit our website, purple.agency, or follow us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. All that leaves me left to say is another final thank you to our guests today, Terry Martin and Fiona Wiley. We hope to see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks, Fiona. Bye.